The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back to another Future Sox podcast, and joining me on Skype today it is Andrew Vaughn. Andrew, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, you know, it's, it's, I was up there yesterday taking pictures. It's, it's great to see you up there with, uh, with the big club. Yeah, shoot. It's, uh, it's been a pretty awesome time just yeah. getting to hang out with the big guys and getting to be around that atmosphere. And it, it's just been a blessing. So obviously, you know, it's a terrible time in the world for, for everybody, but, uh, like, like you said, um, for you, it's, you've gotten to spend extra time with, with the club and uh, it's it's been like you said quite an experience. What's we'll get into you know some of the some of the other stuff in a second. But I guess what what's the what's the coolest thing I guess about being there with the guys? Um, shoot, getting to play in that stadium. I yeah. mean, it's the first time I go on that field for an extended period of time. I got to go out there for a game last year. Just getting to be there and getting to experience. I mean, unfortunately, there's no fans to watch, so. It's definitely weird just playing craft, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been really special. So uh, Evan Marshall was on the score this morning talking about the noise, and I talked to Zach Collins about the noise too. Uh, neither one of them big fans of it. What did you think of the crowd noise yesterday? Yeah, it gets a little monotonous. It's the yeah. same thing just going over again. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard a crowd be that loud the whole time, but I mean, you got to make do with what you got. I At least mean, we get baseball. Tough time. Yeah, drastic measures, drastic time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go. Let's go back. Uh, you know, pretty awesome college career for you at Cal, and then uh, drafted by the Sox in the first round. What was draft day like for you? Um, draft day was really special. I got to have a lot of family and friends. I believe we just got back. We actually just got booted from the regional in Arkansas, and I think we flew in on Sunday. Immediately drove home to my parents' house in California, and then. Uh, had a bunch of friends I played Little League with, grew up with. They all came over and just got to really enjoy the day. And it, it was a really special experience for me. And one day I definitely will never forget. So obviously the draft this year only being five rounds. I mean, that you know, I've talked to a bunch of guys in the system, a couple guys in the Cubs system as well. And, you know, every single one of them is, you know, e- either they weren't drafted in the first five rounds or – you know, you guys have teammates that weren't, or, you know, they have current friends that were in the draft this year that weren't able to get drafted. I mean, how, how rough of an experience would that have been? Yeah, definitely tough. I definitely feel for the guys that 
missed out on an opportunity uh, with the draft being so short. And I don't know, numerous picks didn't happen. I, I don't know how many come after the fifth round. It's 40 rounds, so there's quite right. a few. But, yeah, I mean, I guess you got to make the best of what you got. A lot of those guys will probably get to go back to school. Um, kind of a good thing that their eligibility is not gone, so they still get that other year. And hopefully uh, take it to – take it with a grain of salt and use it to better their development and get ready. And I think it'll uh, play out in the long run. So you've been playing third base, uh, you know, I saw you playing third base yesterday. You've been playing third base a little bit. Is this, how often had you played third base before? Um, I mean, I played it when I was younger, okay. uh, going through high school. I played, that's a catcher, pitcher, second, short, third, even played a little outfielder in my early high school days, but yeah, it's, it's been a while in college. I, I primarily stuck to first base. That was our, our talk with our manager, Mike New, is that I helped the team the best over there. And that's where I, where I stuck and played. What do you think about playing third base? Obviously you want to, you, you want to get on the field and you'll, you'll play wherever they put you, but what do you, what do you think about playing third base as opposed to first base? I mean, obviously it's a, it's a different corner, but uh, what do you what do you think about it so far? Yeah, shoot, I, I like it. Um, just getting to be on the field and be in the lineup—it's yeah. exciting and taking full advantage of it and just trying to get better at it every day. Um, I mean, it's just—it's definitely not easy. It's definitely something that I have to work on. Just work on my footwork and glove work and getting that throw down, and then just got to take it day by day. I guess the. I know yesterday you had a, you had a couple of plays where you had to charge the ball, and one you threw on the run, and one you kind of put in your back pocket. But I guess maybe is that the biggest difference? Obviously, at first base you're not coming in and throwing on the run, but I guess you know third base you have to do that. Yeah, you just got to learn how to make the throws, the different arm angles, and I'm working on it every day, just trying to get better at it, knowing where my feet got to be, lining my shoulders up and whatnot, and making an accurate throw as best I can. Uh, you're hitting, uh, obviously coming out of coming out of college, uh, prolific hitter. And yesterday you, you went up. I, I guess who's that? I guess it was against Gio. I guess the last hitter Gio faced. But uh, what what do you think about your hitting? Obviously, at this level, it's it's much different facing Gio Gonzalez and some of these guys than it was in in Canapolis and Winston. Yeah, I mean, usually people don't say there's much of a difference in all professional pitchers, but. I think the biggest difference going from A-ball pitching to big league pitching is they hit their spots. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. that's what they get to do, and they're really good at it. I mean, the velocity doesn't change much. I mean, some guys definitely have better pitches, and they know where to throw them. So it's a battle when you go up there. you got to dig in, know you might get one pitch to hit, and just take your bats. What do you? What's your living situation like in Chicago? Are you, are you a roommate on the team? What do you? Where, where are you? Where are you at? Not. Nah, I don't need your address, but I mean, what, what's your uh, what's your situation like? Um, I, I just got a one bedroom apartment. Okay. And, uh, just trying to fall in love with the city. It's been beautiful so far. I mean, shoot. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Summer in Chicago. I mean, it's, can't really beat that anywhere. No, it's the weather's been unbelievable. It's actually been hot. I was kind of shocked. Yeah, being uh, being from California, obviously, you guys have pretty decent weather yourselves. But uh, in the Chicago winters are a little little tough. But uh, yeah, summertime in Chicago is is pretty great. What's uh, what's it like? You know, you know, some clubs you look around 
Major League Baseball and some clubs are, you know, obviously you got older teams and younger teams and you guys are obviously one of the younger teams. What's it like to look around and see some of the guys that you played at Canapolis with or at Winston with that are right there next to you? It's got to be some a nice sense of familiarity. Yeah, it's shoot, it's been it's been awesome. I mean, coming from Spring, I mean, Canapolis to start obviously and right. going with all the guys and yeah, it's definitely cool to see White Sox organization doing something special and I mean, top to bottom, everybody here, they know what they got to do, and everybody's got the right right mindset, and it's been awesome. What what was your what was your approach like during the what do I call it three months or so, three and a half months or so, where you know everyone was quarantined and you didn't have access to full access to to everything that you usually have? What was what was that like for you? Um, it was definitely different. Um, I mean. It, kind of, it felt like an off season because it was such a long extended period of time that we just got to work out and just tried to stay in shape as I could. Um, shoot, it could have been doing a prison yard workout in the backyard with some bricks and dumbbells. and It was just staying in shape best best as possible. It was really weird. Was it, did you, you said it was like an off season. So I mean, it was, it was your lifting and running plan and throwing stuff and all that stuff like the off season or was it more like, maintenance or I guess what what was it like for you then there in that in that case I mean with the access to really nothing it was just trying to maintain and gain okay. as much yeah. as I could um, you can't really treat it as an off season because we everybody had the mindset that we were going to come back and play so right. that was right mind that I had to be ready at a moment's notice what are some things that you think you know you need to work on to uh, obviously you the confidence is there that you can you can play at the at the major league level right now and if you didn't have that confidence you wouldn't be here but what what are some things that you think you need to work on to uh to get better at and and to you know have a have a spot on the team you know this year and moving forward next year um i think the biggest thing is just building on everything um you should really never stop learning this game and i'm trying to take it every day just learning with all these big league guys, just different things I can take from them. I mean, as small as Abreu talking to him, he never takes ground balls at first base and warm-ups with a first base club. He always uses a smaller infield glove just to work on his glove work and footwork. And I took that, and I was like, that's awesome. I get to learn something from him and apply that to my game. and Just little things like that, trying to get better at every single day, um, just trying to be the best that I could possibly be. I was going to say, you guys have some uh... – quite a few corner infielders and, and, and DH guys that you can learn from. I mean, with Edwin coming over and then, um, and as you mentioned, Jose, Jose has been a, a mainstay in the middle of that lineup. He's been a, just a force for the White Sox. I mean, it's pretty good guys to uh, learn from. Yeah, it's definitely a good group to be over there. Actually, I'm taking ground balls with two big league veterans that have been around the game for a yeah. very long time and just, just trying to learn anything I can from them. I mean, and they help me out more than more than I thought. They're they're open guys. They like to talk. They give me tips, give me pointers, and just I think that's that's the biggest thing is just going in with an open mind and learning. That's the best thing I can do right now, and I think that's what's going to help me in the long run. Two more things for you, both not well. One I guess kind of baseball related, and then I'll then I'll let you run. Uh, what is I know you're you're just starting your professional career, but up to now, what is maybe your top baseball 
memory or moment? What do you think? Put you on the spot here. Top memory or moment? Shoot, there's so many. I think yeah. the biggest one for me um, was actually when I was younger. I, I was playing on the 15U national team, and we were down in Colombia playing in the gold medal game against Cuba. And I ended up hitting a, I think it was a three-run home run. To, we went on to win that game and win a gold medal. And just hearing the chants of USA and the flags flying, there's nothing more special than that. And that wasn't the, I mean, you, you represent Team USA quite a few times. And then just most recently, what was that like for you as well? That, that was really special, getting to travel around the country, going yeah. down and playing in Mexico, uh, getting to go to Japan. Unfortunately, we didn't, didn't qualify, which definitely was a bummer to everybody on that squad. But it was a great experience getting to play with some, some veterans like Eric Kratz, Clayton Richard, and a lot of young talent. I mean, Joe Dell, several guys up and down that lineup. Uh, it, it was special, definitely special. You said Clayton Richard, right? Yes. Yeah, so funny story real quick. Uh, Clayton's actually from where I'm from. I played against him in high school. We're friends now, actually. Um, he's from oh, really? uh, yeah, from Lafayette, Indiana, so that's where I am right now. He he was two years older than me. Um, he was a senior when I was a sophomore when I first started playing varsity. So that's funny. It's a small world. It's a, baseball is a, is a small world, even though there's tons and tons of players all over the place. It's just a small world. It seems like everybody knows everybody. It is. It's its own little world. Uh, last thing for you, Andrew, I'll let you run. What do you like to do in your free time? What did you do during quarantine? What do you do now in your downtime? Um, I mean, it, it differs, I guess. Uh, being here, it's just kind of hanging at the apartment. Just, It's weird. you got to kind of quarantine yourself. Right. It gets a little scary. But, yeah, during the quarantine, I went back home to my parents' house. Um, I was staying in Arizona, and then I fished a little bit, hung out with family. Just it's probably the biggest things to me. Oh, I forgot I had to add golf. I was golfing quite a bit. You good golfing? Definitely. I'm okay. My dad used to be really good. <laughs> My dad is still really good, but okay. Uh, so I finally got to beat him. I beat him by one shot. That oh, was nice. a, that was a miles. There you go. All right, man, this has been awesome. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Uh, look forward to seeing you uh, play more baseball this summer and, and beyond. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. It's Andrew Vaughn of the Future Sox Podcast.